Hello, and welcome back to Astrology with Alice. I'm your host, Alice Bell, and this is our Thursday episode. Um, So every other Thursday of the month, we'll be doing a deep dive into a specific astrology topic of interest. And when I was initially deciding, like, what should I do for this episode? It needs to be good. I need to start this off on the right foot. I kept going back and forth between whether I should talk about basics or be a little more complicated. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about a topic that has been on my mind so much recently, which is money. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about the astrology of money, which I don't think I've ever gone super in-depth on. So yeah, we're going to do a deep dive into what parts of the birth chart to look at to see like your earning potential or how you may like to spend or save your money. And then also looking at timing of when you're likely to make more money, which is something a lot of people want to know about. I know. And yeah, like finances can be an uncomfortable topic to talk about, but I personally love this topic because I have a eighth house moon and Venus in my chart. So like my emotions are very tied to finances and how much money I'm making. So as we'll learn, like the eighth house is a huge financial sector of your birth chart. Okay, let's get into it. So first I want to do a, I want to like go more in depth on the meanings of the second and eighth house. The second and eighth are the two houses of your chart that you will want to really look at closely to get more of an idea of how you might make money for yourself, how much money you might make over time, um, that type of thing. Also, your spending habits. The second house has a lot to do with um, physical, like material items that you like spending your money on and how tied up you might be in that. Like how much do you identify with what you own? It also kind of describes like the everyday effort you're putting in to make money for yourself. Like the second house is very much like, what are your job skills? How are you going to utilize that to make money? So yeah, and then to differentiate that, the eighth house is a lot more, um, it it describes finances. You're not working on a day-to-day basis to make for yourself. Like it's, it's money that comes a little bit more easily. So there's a few different ways this can play out. Eighth house is definitely descriptive of like financial support you might get from other people. Um, like people with like Jupiter in their eighth house. I've seen that, um, like usually have, I don't want to like generalize for everyone, but I, this guy I dated once, he had the ruler of his ascendant, Jupiter in the eighth house. And he was just like financially supported by his parents, even though he was in his late twenties. So things like that, it kind of describes how much money you're, you're getting from other people. And this can also be like inheritance. That's an eighth house theme because the eighth house has to do with like death and loss sometimes um, of other people. It can often be a house that um, indicates receiving an inheritance from someone who's recently died. And then also the eighth house is very descriptive of like, if you have a business partner, like how are you splitting money? Also with a romantic partner, like what are the shared finances like there? And then finally, money like that you're also making in investments or maybe money you owe to people. I would say eighth house is a lot about like debt or loans. So 
like when there's a transit that comes along through the eighth house. I've seen that a lot when people buy a house because they're taking out like a loan for that or having to spend a ton of money. I think of eighth house as just like huge purchases where second house is more like everyday miscellaneous expenses that come up. I also associate the second house a lot with like clothing and like fashion. I've noticed, um, I used to work as a fashion assistant at a magazine and a lot of my coworkers had like their son or Venus in the second house because it's like, you just like shopping and kind of like sharing your aesthetic, that type of thing. But to get a better read on how these houses play out for you, I would look at the sign ruling the second house as well as the sign ruling the eighth. Both of those are going to describe your attitude towards sharing money and how you might like to spend money. Like I have Virgo ruling the second and all Leo rising charts have Virgo ruling the second because I use whole sign houses. Also, I should have mentioned that at the start. Um, But yeah, I have Virgo ruling the second and... I'm like very selective about what I choose to spend money on. Like every purchase is very methodically, um, every it's everything's like very planned out. Like I have to think about something for a really long time before I splurge on it, before I buy it. Like I have to look at something in a shopping cart for like three months to be like, okay, I really want this coat. I'm going to get it. Whereas like I have, maybe if you have Sagittarius on the second house or Jupiter placed in the second house, um, you're probably very generous with your money. And it might be a lot of like taking care of friends. Um, I have a friend with Jupiter in the second house in Libra. And like, she's always spending money on like her friendships, her relationships. Like that's Jupiter plus that Libra theme. So like, we'll go out to dinner and she's like, no, I got it. I'm going to pay for all this. Um, Kind of getting herself into trouble sometimes, a lot of credit card debt. But I do appreciate how generous she is because it makes me realize, okay, I need to be more like that too. Whereas like maybe also someone with like Capricorn on their second house or like Saturn placed in the second house um, going to be a bit more, I don't want to say stingy because I don't, it's, it's kind of mean. Um, but just again, kind of like what I was saying, my approach to money, like, um, very conservative with their finances, like everything needs to have a purpose or what you're spending money on has to like work in the long term. Like if you're buying something, if you're buying some clothing, you may have to be able to see yourself wearing that five years from now. Like, does what I'm buying serve a purpose in my life? Another big thing I notice is because a lot of people born in like the 90s, um, in the 80s, late 80s, have Uranus and Neptune in the same house, the chart. So if you have a Sagittarius rising and you're born in the 90s or late 80s, you're going to likely have Uranus and Neptune both in Capricorn in your second house. So you would think like, oh, Capricorn there, um, like knows how to like have financial structure, get a knows how to put a budget in place, is very responsible regarding finances. But then you have Uranus and Neptune, which is kind of chaotic energy. So it's the complete opposite of Capricorn. Most people I know that have this, like they like spending money, the Neptune emphasis there. They like spending money on like art, clothing, fashion, like that Neptunian themes, like very creative on what they spend their money on. Um, And then also 
like Uranus is kind of like impulse purchases, like sudden spending that they didn't anticipate. Um, and then yeah, Neptune also like can have that similar vibe of just not having a hard time reeling it in with the purchases and maybe not seeing the financial situation clearly for what it is. Um, yeah. So that is an important point to make. It's like you're looking at the sign ruling the second house and also planets placed into that because the planet and the sign might contradict each other. So really leaning into like, okay, what do I feel the most? Which am I feeling the planet or the sign more? Um, And maybe you need to embrace one or the other a little bit more to have greater balance there. So those examples I mostly gave were second house. Um, Then if we had like eighth house examples, it's more about like your style of how you might share money with other people or um, your attitude towards like investing. Um, I know with Pisces on my eighth house, it's, I kind of have like a carefree attitude towards like saving and investing. I kind of need someone else to explain that to me. It's very hard to grasp. It's kind of like a Neptune vibe, like very fantasy world about future finances. Um, So I need people to help me out there. And then if you had like, let's say you had like Mars ruling your eighth house or sorry, Aries ruling your eighth house or Mars placed in your eighth house, you might be more independent with your finances. And like, you don't, maybe you don't want to have shared bank accounts with someone. It's like, I want my money to be separate from yours. Whereas like Venus or Jupiter, kind of like that example I gave earlier, would be having greater success merging finances with other people or getting benefits from other people. Like you may just notice people are always stepping in to help you out financially, um, even if you didn't plan for that to happen. One last thing I want to mention with interpreting um, financial attitude in your birth chart um, is you will also want to look at where the ruling planet is of the sign that rules the second and eighth houses. So let's say you have a Taurus or a Libra ruled second or eighth house, locating where Venus is in your chart, if it's not in those houses, is going to be very key. When you're locating the ruler of these houses, it just sheds greater insight into, okay, I I could make money off this topic. Like I have the ruler of the eighth house, Jupiter in the third house, and I all of my income right now is coming from writing, which is a very third house topic. So that is very important to keep in mind. Like having the ruler of the second or eighth house in the sixth house, for instance, that would be great for maybe making money off of like having um, a type of service career, like where you're giving back to other people somehow or incorporating wellness or nutrition into what you do for your job. Okay, on to the part of this podcast that everyone's been waiting for anxiously, which is the timing of making more money. So for this, it's very key to look at transits to the second house and the eighth house. And I'm going to describe how those show up a bit differently. So again, let's start with the second house. So it really depends on what type of planet is transiting through that house. Like there's always the more basic ones. Like if you you get the sun moving through your second house at the same time of year, every single year. And like for more minor, like maybe you get, um, I don't know, for more minor pay raises or something a bit smaller that happens financially, you'll want to pay attention to, yes, that sun transit. And especially when there's a new moon 
or a full moon that takes place in the second house. Like that could be a time where you're just getting paid for recent work that you've done. Or maybe if you're self-employed, you might get a bump of like, oh, I'm suddenly getting like a few more clients or maybe you launch a project that you've been working on and it brings in like good money for yourself. Or like you could be, um, another thing about second house transits is you could do like side stuff, like selling your clothes online and making money off that. Or also with second house, like sun transits, it's often like a month of spending a lot of money. Like your expenses are just going to be higher that month. So plan accordingly. Just know that that season, your bank account might take a hit. Or on like on a more positive note, you might find that you're inspired to save more or keep track of your budget. Um, so that could be another way it plays out. I always say Mars going through the second house and Mars going through the eighth. Actually, Mars and Jupiter, add those two. Either one of those, those are such expensive transits. Like Mars going through the second is a lot of like impulsive spending. Kind of just like, I gotta, I gotta buy this now. We're going for it. And then Mars also going through the eighth is, yeah, like it triggers this eighth house theme of like needing to put down a bigger deposit on something or purchase some type of investment buy. So like Mars in the eighth, I have that. The last like two times I've moved, I think I've had Mars transiting through the eighth because it's like you have to put up all this money to pay for movers and a deposit on your apartment, things like that. And then also Jupiter going through the second that can also like up your expenditures. Um, But going back to just the second house um, and Jupiter there. Actually, no, I want to go back to Mars in the second house because in addition to impulsive spending, it can also be that you're very motivated to put out work projects and start making money for your more money for yourself. Um, so there is that. And then Jupiter in the second house, the, the transits of Jupiter, Saturn, and then the north and south nodes are the most important to watch to see bigger lasting changes take place with your financial situation because those are just longer transits that take place over the course of like one year to three years and they can really change things up um, financially for you. So when Jupiter moves into the second house, there's often like a lot of growth with work. Like I see this when people get a raise at their job or start taking on freelance work or get more clients if they're working for themselves. Like there's a noticeable increase in the salary and how much money they're making. And maybe they are more inspired to go off and start their own business. Like second house is very self-starting work. So major transits like Jupiter, Saturn, or the North Nodes, like the eclipses indicated by the nodal transits, That is so common when people quit their job to start their own company or go freelance. It's like they're taking their finances into their own hands. Like You want to have greater control over your money when those transits come about. Saturn through the second. I'm also going to throw in Saturn in the eighth because it's a little similar. But Saturn through the second and the eighth, at first that can feel very stressful, kind of like feeling restricted financially or this feeling of like, oh shit, I need to save more. Like, I need to get my finances in order. It's kind of like a wake-up call if that hasn't been an area you've been super focused on leading up to that point. And that Saturn through the second or the eighth is a three-year-long period where you are getting better financial structures in place for yourself. It feels super stressful at first, but by the end of that transit, you just have a way better knowledge and a grasp on how you're making money, how you want to structure your business, what are the best 
what is making you the most money? How can you set up those different forms of income? I currently have Saturn moving through the eighth. And a huge thing I've noticed is like having to pay other people, like outsourcing things. Um, So eighth house has that distinct quality of like bringing on other people, paying them, having to share your finances more. Also with these bigger transits through the eighth house, like Jupiter, Saturn, the nodes, um, it's very common to get married under these transits um, or move in with a partner because you're suddenly having to be more conscious of like how you're splitting your finances. Or often when you're getting married, you're opening some sort of joint bank account or like getting on someone else's healthcare. So there's more that theme of like shared resources. I know I mentioned getting a like raise or a promotion with Jupiter going through the second. But if we're looking at like Jupiter going through the eighth as well, that I see when people get like um, a big bonus at the end of the year, because a bonus is a little bit more unexpected. I don't have a lot of experience getting a bonus. That wasn't something I got when I was working nine to five, but um, it's, it's kind of like the bonus is not a, a result of like, your day-to-day efforts. It's like this thing you're getting all at once, like as like a, oh, here you go. You did a good job this year. And then what's interesting about the North and South nodes transiting the eighth and the second is that, I mean, the North and South nodes are always opposite to one another. So when you have the North node transiting through the eighth house, you're automatically going to have the South node transiting through the second house and vice versa. If you have North node in second, South node will be in the eighth. So you're getting hit with these themes back and forth at the same time across like a year and a half, two-year period. Right now, this would be Virgo and Pisces risings, feeling this through the end of 2023 into 2024. But basically, it's like this total change of how you're saving and investing your money, but then also thinking about how you want to make money every day at your job or what are like the little things that are worth spending money on. It's a lot of considering what is the value I bring to work? What are my skills worth? And then on the flip side of that, how can I plan for my financial future or make money a different way moving forward? So it's a big one for job changes when the nodes move through the second and eighth house. I feel like that covers it. I mean, you can also look to these same transits like Jupiter, Saturn, and the nodes to the second or eighth house rulers. I just feel like those are a little bit shorter, um, I really do feel like these things are more noticeable when it's actually like transits through the second and eighth house. But if you do want some deeper inside, deeper inside, look to transits to the ruler. And then if you're timing like exact timing of like when that big purchase will come up or when that raise is more likely to come in out of that whole year to three year transit that Jupiter Saturn or the nodes are going through that particular house of your chart, you can add in the new moon, the full moon, or the Mars transit into that. And it's like, when do those, when does the sun or a new moon or a full moon occur there? Or when does Mars get to the second or eighth house and meet up with that longer transit of like Jupiter or Saturn, for instance, that will be like the month or few week long period that it triggers those financial themes a lot more. So that Jupiter-Saturn-North node transit might be lying a bit dormant until something else comes along and meets up with it. 
Okay. So I think that's all for this episode. Thank you again for listening. Um, I will see you guys next week for the Monday weekly forecast. Bye.